0: I just wanted one. Oh, okay. I do not want to cut you from Snackies. No, I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Time is done for snacking, because hi, and <laughs> welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 tabletop and horror podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by the...
1: I only wanted one worm, and I already had it, so you don't have to worry about quitting snacking. I was going to quit myself. Also, I'm John.
2: All right, we have one worm, John, over there. <laughs> And
0: that one there is uh <laughs> this is, this is Sarah with the strongest ginger beer. That's true. These yes. things do be kicking though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I took a small sip and I was like god damn. It's great. Yeah. But uh speaking of great, mm-hmm. it's our fucking 50th episode. Oh my Whoa! god. Not counting bonus episodes
2: because we don't count those apparently.
0: Well, I didn't count the interviews mm-hmm. and then some of the bonus some of the bonus episodes ended up getting counted anyway, but we're just going to say this is our 50th episode. Um, by my count, and that's the only one that matters because I number the episodes. That's true. You are in charge of the editing. I'm not
1: going to question it. I like the number 50.
0: Just in general? or It's a good number.
2: It's it's clean. clean. Yeah. It's a solid... It it, it hits the fives and the tens, like, squishy, good vibran. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah.
1: It's a good, like, rock to stand on. You know, there are other better numbers that Mm -hmm. are cooler rocks, but this one's a good one to stand on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we we did it. Yeah. So
1: congratulations, us... And everyone else that's listening, you put up with <laughs> us for 50 episodes.
0: Yeah, I did want to give like a special thanks to everyone who's actually listened to the show and shared it around and supported us. Like, yeah. It's been awesome to get where we're at already. And a double extra super special to our patrons who keep the lights on here in my um, guest bedroom.
2: Yeah. Yeah uh it, it it do be you do be guesting
0: i would like to illustrate how excited hunter is because
1: as he was saying that his arms just slowly raised up into the sky like he was I praising was, something honestly
0: i was stretching
1: no with arms? i was stretching no
0: it. wide open yeah with arms wide uh, all right dmca uh, um so what no, are we... i'm not that good at singing <laughs> anyways
2: uh what are we doing for
0: the big of five oh for the big five oh um, appropriately enough, we are talking about Vampire the Masquerade.
2: <laughs> Whoa, uh, hold on there, <laughs> hold buddy. On. What?
0: Whoa. Yeah, so we're actually talking about, i <laughs> uh, this was the hardest episode I've ever researched because I went down so many rabbit holes that were not, ended up being the focus of the episode. But I did a lot of fun reading, so that was cool, I guess. We are talking about The Masquerade. What is it? It's important enough that it's the subtitle of the game. Uh, So we figure it might be important for people to understand and to get ourselves into a place of understanding how foundational the actual masquerade is.
1: Well, I hear you have to have a lot of paper faces.
0: I was actually wondering how long it would take... For someone to make a joke about that. <laughs> I just thought I'd get it out of the way now. I was gonna congratulate us at the end of the episode if we didn't and Couldn't we do made it, it um, immediately. Minutes.
1: <laughs> I thought I'd get it out of the way now. Thank you. Know? Amazing. Now that it's done, we can move on. Yes. Can I'm move not
0: gonna on. move on. So the Masquerade is like the number one rule of kindred society. So we're going to be talking about what it is, where it comes from, who enforces it, how it affects pretty much everything in the world of darkness, mm-hmm. um, and kind of sets up feelers for a bunch of new episodes, too, to follow. So I think that's fun. Um, before yeah. we get into it, uh, content warning. It's kind of, this is a chill vibes episode. We'll be talking about general crime and horror. But nothing specifically egregious. Oh, my God. This is actually one of our... Probably be one of our chillest episodes for in a while.
2: For a while. Yep. I think we need the palate cleanser after... uh... Uh, Snuff and blood libel? (laughs) Yeah. Back to back? Back to back, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, Check those episodes
2: out, though, because
0: we worked really hard on them. Yeah. Um, Sources-wise, V5 Core. A lot of the V5 books... um, the Sabbat book, the Anarch book, the Camarilla book mm-hmm. all come in. Uh, there's stuff from all the old core books as well. And I believe they're the... I can't remember. I believe it's the um, Dark Ages core. Oh. A little bit. But some stuff I... Well, we'll get into it. You'll see. Um, so, yeah. Where did... The masquerade itself start all the way back at the beginning with Cain,
2: <gasps> Daddy. Yeah,
0: it's one of his <laughs> six traditions we talked about in the Cain episode and in our very first episode we went over those. The other traditions were domain, progeny, accounting, hospitality, and destruction. Basically, it's always been a rule kindred society. But what is the masquerade itself? Mm-hmm. It is. Does well. Does anyone want to read it? It is the core rule of vampire society. But. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Thou shalt not reveal
1: thy true nature to those of the blood. Those not of the blood. That's what I said. Those not of the blood.
2: <laughs> mm. Let me
1: give that a second shot. <laughs>
0: Watch that not be the edit that ends up in the episode. It's
1: not. Never mind. Let's just go. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: but basically, if you aren't a vampire, or if they aren't a vampire, they better not find out you are. That's the rule. The existence of vampires, no one's supposed to know about that if they aren't one. I'm assuming that this would include ghouls in thin bloods in the of the blood category, though I'm sure there's plenty of vampires who have argued to the opposite.
2: This is a well, major point of contention, actually. Yeah, because uh, ghouls are being of the blood, but it's like a temporary. Well, not so much temporary. It's a ghouls are seen as an extension of their uh, regent, as like a well, this is your servant, so they need to they will need to know your business and also maintain the masquerade. Yeah, if your dog bites someone, it's still your fault. Yep, basically. Uh, whether or not then bloods count as of the blood really depends on the character and the city that you're in and where in the timeline you are, and da, da da da. Cause there might be some cities that are super just like, I mean, yeah, they do vampire stuff. They were embraced, yeah, they're they're chill, whatever. And then there's gonna be other people that are just like. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Their blood is too weak. They're not actually of the blood. They're just actually a menace and a danger to society, and they need to be exterminated.
0: Yes, and that, that's a double-edged sword. Um, if, if you were going real hard
1: on it, though, mm-hmm. like ghouls would be against, like, not cool at all anyway, right? Because you have to, like, someone not of the blood has to know of the blood in order to become a ghoul, so you're breaking that first rule to make a ghoul.
0: There are some vampires who think ghouls are disgusting. Mm-hmm. That does exist. Um, but like Sarah said, it is also an extension of the person who ghouled them. They're like a, it, they're like an appendage of that vampire and less a actual individual.
2: Yeah, it also gets into some weird hierarchical thinking where it's like obviously you have the lord of the manor who would be like the vampire and then they're obviously going to have servants. And if the servants are going to be actually loyal to you and maintain whatever they need to be bound to
0: you so cool. Yeah.
2: It's not good. It's not healthy. It's not a great thing but like it's part of the game.
0: Hooray. But really it's about keeping all of vampire secret society. This Mm -hmm. and when I mean secret this includes feeding This includes power structures, um, disciplines and other vampire powers, vampire weaknesses. Everything that separates them from human society must be kept secret from them. Yeah, so this is basically keeping everything about vampires secret from non-vampires. Now, obviously, this is much more difficult for some clans to be in public or exist than others. I'm looking at you, Nosferatu, Gangrel, Salubri, um, and zamitsi and some Malkavians. Whatever. zamitsi by choice, Malkavians by actions, the others by appearance, but...
2: You, you mean having a third eye in the middle of your forehead uh, stands out a bit?
0: Most places. Yeah. Gangrel, I think, have it the easiest. It's the old Gangrel, if you still play with those rules where they start to become animalistic as they age.
2: Well, it also, uh, because of their in v5 like they'll be chilling but they can't have the option of like sprouting feathers or getting scaly or you know getting the hairy palms mm-hmm. like arms, mom warned about arm sweaty mom spaghetti
0: this is also what makes using a ton of vampire powers more difficult or risky um, as much as fun it is to run like goofier chronicles like that it's probably the biggest reason that you don't throw a bus at a rival vampire in a large metropolitan area <laughs> you mean
2: being a lasabra that's like warping the shadows around you might cause a problem yes no
1: uh, not if you dominate everybody that saw it
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you have enough dots to dominate it doesn't matter anymore yeah
0: <laughs> You know, eh. we'll get kind of true, but we'll kind of true, but eh. Um, so one thing I noticed doing this research is that it arguably puts vampires in a place to police the known existence of all the other supernaturals as well, even if they have their own reasons to keep it quiet. And Mm -hmm. we will talk about some of those reasons why they need to do that later. But for existence, you know, well, if werewolves exist and witches exist, eventually people might come to suspect something
2: conspiratorial mindsets where they're like, well, I mean,
0: it's lizard people.
2: Yeah. It's like, well, if nine 11 was an inside job, then obviously the chemtrails are a thing. The frogs are gay. Atlantis.
0: Yeah. Vampires. Mm hmm. So unfortunately this kind of sets vampires up in a position to have to police all other supernaturals, which I have played in a lot of other campaigns mm-hmm. where vampires are basically doing the same work as hunters where they're like, Oh, people found out about it. Go kill it. Yeah, something's, something's being too hyphy in the park. Gotta go take care of it now. <sighs> okay. I do have one question, though, that's kind of mm. stuck with me and the setting is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, So kind of a group question. How have some of these supernaturals not been publicly proven to exist? Like, sp- I think ghosts in modern society, I don't think it's weird to meet someone who thinks that ghosts exist. Like, I'm yeah. sure we all have a relative... Or there's TV shows on, like, History Channel and sci-fi and shit that are just, like, Mm -hmm. real, real ghosts caught on camera. So, like, the existence of ghosts, I think, is kind of accepted, so we can put them aside in their own category of, like, most people accept it.
2: It's either they, like, don't believe it, but they're, like, so used to, like, the phenomenon of, like, shows like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Bros, that they're just like, eh, if ghost media pops up, they're just not going to believe it anyways. Yeah. Or the people that are super into it are super into it, but the society at large kind of treats them like wackadoos.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of whatever. And I know with mages, their whole thing is built around belief. Yeah. So there clearly are enough people who believe that what they do is possible, that they can do what they do. Mm-hmm. But that's also why the technocracy is so good is because technically science is a math that they control.
2: Yeah. Um. with a lot of mages, there's the whole... They have their own reasonings for like, keep your bullshit within reason, because if you don't, then paradox. Yeah. So they kind of have their own realities, its own self-governing force. So that's not typically as much of a problem.
0: Yeah. Changeling and werewolf. Changelings is kind of naturally hide themselves because you have to have that changeling soul to see um, the fae or the dreaming. And if you don't have that, these people just look like nutters.
2: Well, those two can kind of get covered by the same kind of uh, internal human logic of just, like, woo-woo new age bullshit. Yeah. Where, you know, just... I don't know how many people have been at parties or gone on dates where somebody's like, I'm an other kin! And you're just kind of like, okay, like where's this going like
0: or the uk has a big um especially in the uk here we call it new age but in the uk they have a big resurgence of quote-unquote paganism which is mostly like 60s or 70s ideas of folk beliefs reawoken um which i'm not saying is good or bad but they do falls into a lot of oh people believe that yeah
2: i did watch some of the the big beltane uh celebrations they were doing in Edinburgh, which is cool because it's bunch of pagans hanging out banging drums and setting shit on fire which is you know yeah, good cool. time i'm here for yeah. that Yeah. uh yeah I, I i suppose uh turning into a nine foot tall wolfman would be a problem but you know yeah. how is that really any different than the the problems that vampires have to deal with with hiding like vicissitude forms or some of the bullshit that the tremere can do with magic <laughs>
0: We'll we'll get more into it when we talk when Werewolf comes out <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and some of these others. But um, for me, I think it's like, you know, we all know or it's assumed that there's high, vampires high enough in society mm-hmm. that they can be like, don't show that footage of the vampire on TV. Let's delete that from the security cams. And I assume those same people might see a werewolf freak out and be like, we'll delete that. It was a crackhead.
2: Just like, ah. Cut it out, save me the file. This is
0: blackmail material now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to put that in my back pocket. But I, I do think it positions... This is something I kind of came across that I thought was interesting. Is mm-hmm. It does kind of position vampires as a global sensor for, uh, between humans and uh, the rest of the supernatural societies where vampires mm-hmm. specifically have a reason to try and hide everything. Um,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... And, internally a lot of discussion with vampire characters of having to be like the shepherds of humanity so part of that involves the oh fuck if we let them know about this oh god that's just gonna destroy everything if we let them know about what's happening fuck okay we gotta we gotta cover the footage now great great
0: yeah um so i think that leads perfectly into uh my next section though which is who enforces the masquerade um, I think the big one, of course, is the elders, the canites, the Camarilla itself, mm-hmm. um, all kind of one big group. But um, masquerade breaches are just about the quickest way for a prince to order uh, a kindred's destruction through any means necessary, whether it be a blood hunt, kill him on sight. Mm hmm. And, um, because they set those, uh, rules of Cain we talked about in place, almost every Camarilla city, even if they do other things differently, a masquerade breach is still a masquerade breach.
2: Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to wrap your bra- my brain around your wording because, uh, like the masquerade and the six traditions were more formally set during the convention of thorns in like the late 1400s, early 1500s. I don't remember the exact date now. Uh... 1426 I think Mm, I read I thought it was like 1490 something
0: uh either way what I'm saying is so these are originally laid out by Kane yeah but then the the Camry itself yeah took those rules which had the most vampire society had already kind of lived by yeah and they formalized them yeah but there's... even before that, mm-hmm. like vampires weren't publicly known in the medieval era. They were still maintaining a version of the masquerade. Yeah. Even if it went by different names.
2: I mean, you do have, you did have cities
0: like Carthage where they're
2: like, no, we can just integrate. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And that didn't go well for them.
0: Yeah. Every city that did that pretty much got nuked.
2: Yeah. By other kindred.
0: Yes. Um... Hooray.
2: Yeah. And there are, I'm aware that there's philosophies within the Sabbat because you'd mentioned Canites. Where they're just like, well, I mean, we are clearly better than the humans, so like, why should we bother we'll, hiding we'll ourselves? We'll get to this about... I have Ooh. a whole section about them. Okay,
0: cool. Um, but uh, as far as Camarilla cities, mm-hmm. it's pretty much self-patrolled by the prince and by everyone in the city. If you see another person creating a masquerade breach and you're just standing there, the, the, the prince could see it and be like, well, you were there and you didn't do anything. Punish you too, very easily. So there's... It's one of those it's one of the only roles that you like you're actively encouraged to stop at any mm-hmm. any cost. If you see someone else doing it, if you know someone else is doing it and rat them out or just capture them, or why'd you kill them? Oh, he is breaching the masquerade. A lot of princes that say, Smart, good work. Yeah. You get a cookie today. Some litigious ones might be like, Well, you should have brought that to the court first, but I get it.
2: <laughs> Depends on how hard mode you want to set the prince for your city
0: yes here's here's the big one that enforces it though Mm -hmm. the inquisition Mm -hmm. directly Mm -hmm. and indirectly yes we will end up doing an inquisition it's been on episode it's been on my list for a long time Mm -hmm. it's very complicated it'll probably have to be a series
2: yeah there's a lot of especially with the second inquisition book there's a lot of different factions with different goals and tactics and
0: histories and we talked about it a little bit when we talked about that episode but what was considered the Inquisition in Old World of Darkness is only a fraction of what this is, the second Inquisition. The second mm-hmm. Inquisition kind of adopted a ton of groups, not just from Vampire, but other um, World of Darkness game lines mm-hmm. and combined them all into one unified force or at least semi-unified force. Yeah. Um, things like, um, what was the one from Mage again? the uh, who collect- Arcanium? Yeah, the Arcanum. Those were never really vampire hunters until recently, it seems, as mm-hmm. they're with their inclusion in the Second Inquisition. So that's going to be very complicated. But yeah. what, what we need to know now here is largely a, having a religious and governmental force that is after you for merely existing is a really damn good reason to stay hidden. Yeah. It's well, <laughs> like I said, we'll get into it, but it's a good it's one of the things that lines up to the formation of the Camarilla mm-hmm. and... Everything that came after it, um, it's considered one of the bloodiest times in history. The first Inquisition for supernaturals, uh, not just vampires, werewolves, and particularly mages, mm-hmm. um, particularly um, the more pagany mages like the Verbena. Mm-hmm. Um, it lines up in real life with real life purges of like paganism across and Europe, other religious groups, you know, like Jews and Muslims, and. Uh... Yeah, go back to the uh, the blood libel episode for more on that. Yeah, but um, it yeah. So that's uh, the big reason I think even the Camarilla strictly enforces the masquerade is well, if you fuck up and the Inquisition finds out, this whole city's dead. Yeah, because every time you fuck up, they look a little bit closer at all of us.
2: Yeah, and I've spent a lot of time building up my business, and I'm not gonna have this idiot fuck it up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think another uh, the other group is the Anarchs. And Anarchs are interesting because they the Anarchs are not a um, one big consensus on anything. They Much like what we call leftism in the United States, it's a lot of different beliefs all under one big roof. Um, there are Anarchs who believe that humans should know about vampires and that we should coexist in a peaceful um way that um vampires should rule the world but they should use their strength to rule fairly pretty much the anarchs are everyone who's like i don't like the camaria but the sabbat or the sabbat so we're just chilling here pretty much every other belief can fall into the anarchs so they are interesting um But the one thing that they did agree to with the Camarillos, we will enforce the masquerade too, by and large. I'm not an ARC. Almost every single anarch city or province or whatever is also going to enforce the masquerade, even if they don't give a shit about domain or like progeny rights. They are going to deal with the masquerade quickly for multiple reasons. Snitches get stitches yes they also don't have the number to defend themselves from say the inquisition if they were out in proud vamps so whereas the camarilla can hole up in their ivory towers and watch the peasants burn the peasants themselves of the anarchs can't you know the inquisition can nuke a a downtown bar and be like oh yeah it was a gang fight Eh, just you know gestures vaguely at things like what's going on in like cop city
2: down in atlanta where it's like yeah, they, they clearly killed a guy, and they're just like, no, he he shot at us. And it's like, that. Eh, no, that literally didn't happen, but okay. Not okay. It's actually very bad. <laughs>
0: no. The other, I think, reason that they're going to enforce the masquerade, even if they don't want to, mm-hmm. um, it's because they often can't even fully defend themselves from the Camarilla, who mm-hmm. are generally looking for an- excuses to stamp out the local anarchs.
2: Yeah, because that was... A big part of the schism in 2008 and the meta plot is ShrekNet falling caused a lot of people to get found out by the Inquisition and killed. And then people were arguing about how to best maintain the masquerade in light of the digital era.
0: Yeah, that's a whole nother episode that will that also might have to be a two parter on ShrekNet.
2: Yeah, that... I did
0: a <laughs> lot of research into that. But it's so tied to the V5 meta plot, it would be it's really hard to summarize. We
2: will have a Shreknet episode. We'll figure out a way to have a slight modem sound running during the entire episode. Uh Just (laughs) (laughs) You remember when you had to log on to the internet by killing a robot every time? You ever call a friend and be like, oh, I can't talk to him right now.
0: They're surfing the web. You just
2: somebody else was looking up things and you're just like, I gotta call some fuck. You just pick it up and it's just the screeching of servos yeah good times uh beautiful but uh yeah so i really think uh the dynamics between how these two sects deal with the masquerade is absolutely fucking interesting
0: yeah i think the anarchs are less likely to be you fucked up you die now i i I, if i were to run in anarch city it'd be more likely you fucked up go clean it up now Mm mm-hmm and more putting the job on like you like oh you fucked up you got to clean up your own mess now break yeah. into that news station and steal the footage <laughs> kind of adventure and less of a oh there's a blood hunt on you
1: i could also see it being like this is your first offense we're gonna kick you into torpor and then we're gonna re- revive you that's your first warning kind of thing just like yeah
0: just you get a little boot party for fucking up and just, yeah they
1: just kick the shit out of you until you're in torpor
0: i could see a whole
2: game arc literally just being the plot of uh uh like the uh, fuck what, reservoir dogs uh <laughs> except you know somebody with their the anarchs were trying to like do a robbery because they need funds to do an action or they're doing a sting operation against camry and somebody fucked up and <laughs> used power and it got caught on camera and they're all just in a warehouse screaming
0: at each other yes about wow. who fucked up and who's going to fix it. And da, 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 da. That yeah. could be fun, actually. That That's... would be actually really yeah. fun. <laughs> it could also be really fun to start a campaign where you're in an anarch city and one of your coterie fucks up in the... Um... In our council, or however they did that area's runs, like we've decided to uh kick you out of town. You can't be here anymore. You're not allowed in LA. Go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like, you have you have one night. If we see you here again, you're dead.
2: Yeah, you okay. could have some some that are really really strict about it because they just like don't have the numbers to maintain the masquerade in more subtle ways, like the Camarilla does. They have to be really like hardline and be like, dude, you literally cannot fuck up. But I've also played art characters where uh they saw they're like looking at the writing on the wall going just based on the the way everything is so integrated with cameras and the internet they're like the masquerade will not last it just fucking can't so we need to start prepping now for the fact that like mortals are gonna find out certain mortal groups are gonna do x y and z because you know hunting down vampires is basically the new war on terror yay raytheon knife missiles so if we can get ahead of that and actually establish a society where we're more humane and can integrate, they're
0: they're shooting for the True Blood ending.
2: Yeah, just kind of like a hey, we need to start planning for vampire civil rights now while mm-hmm. we have time, as opposed to when we're already in the camps.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: uh, yeah, that it runs that whole gambit, and I'm assuming there's probably anarchs that are like weird crypto bros. They're like, no, nah, see, I can hide us in the blockchain.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm. There are definitely. Now that with the beckoning Mm -hmm. and the Camarilla kind of going, pulling up, uh, its roots and be and kind of solidifying i think there is a little more balance between some anarch cities and camera mm-hmm. cities the elders that were really their big claim to power have left mm-hmm. and a lot of camera cities are scrambling to fix things yeah. so there is even though the anarchs in a lot of, are supposedly like a uh, death on site i think there's a lot of cities that don't necessarily have the ability to do that either yeah, it's interesting.
2: Yeah, it's you know there's there's a lot of room for really cool plot stuff here, but it's important to be like guys we we all have to agree to not get got. Yeah, because yeah, even if you have cities where there's turf wars between the anarchs and the Camarilla, once there's a mass grade breach that affects both sides, they're gonna have to like work together to be like okay we gotta fix this problem and then we can go back to killing each other. <laughs> uh,
0: if if you like super Sorry. political games, imagine a an anarch who's like pretty important gets caught on camera doing something Mm -hmm. and the Camarilla is like he needs to die
2: not only him his entire sect they're all mad and going to get us killed so and for the
0: safety of the city and the Anarchs whole ass being like no he's too important he's staying (laughs) and like just the political uh, ramifications and bitchiness that would occur in Elysium's uh, henceforth from there
2: I mean I'm here for that
0: feel like that could be a really interesting LARP setup.
2: Where it's just like, ah, the trial of uh, <laughs> Baron Dennis. I don't know. Yeah, quite
0: literally, the Baron fucks up enough to, like, breach the masquerade. Yeah. But, like, the knows like, he's literally, like, the one we can't publicly kill I, I by mean force.
2: I would be down for a whole just, like, courtroom <laughs> session of debating back and forth on how to hand- best handle the masquerade breach.
0: Yeah. I'm like, oh, that could be sick. And now we get to the giant elephant in the room of all of this.
2: And by elephant, we mean it's a a horrifying amalgam of people that a has slapped together vaguely in the shape of an elephant.
0: Yes. So who else enforces the masquerade? The Sabbat? Kind of. Kind of. It's complicated. Um, This is another one where we'll need a Sabbat history episode eventually. It's very fucking messy. I know our Sabbat episode was specifically to what they are up to in V5.
2: Um, yeah, our, we did the sect episodes for the Camry of the Anarchs and the Sabat, and it was kind of 101, baby's first intro to these sects. I think, are we potentially far enough along that we can start doing some deep dives? I think so. Oh we,
0: my I, god. I proposed a lot of episodes here, so after maybe, we're, if I can give away the ghost a little bit, we have prepped up to Gen Con so we can prepare for that and then Start after th- preparing for the fall season yeah so if you like any of these things we've suggested or want to know more it might be a good time to poke us in the discord and be like i would love an episode about x
1: mm-hmm.
2: for sure but yeah like the
1: Sabat is country goth uh, punk band from la the goth country punk. x yeah. <laughs> i don't think they're our theme Los right Angeles. Like... yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we, I don't think we should do an episode on them.
0: There are literally...
2: This joke is literally for five of our listeners.
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: and us in this room specifically. Hey, yes. everybody, check out the
0: band X. They're fun. They're, they're all right. They're, they're fun. I enjoy them. They put out more albums than they probably needed to. But yes. the ones that are good are good. Yeah.
2: Hell yeah. But yeah, the spot. Uh, it's... <sighs> You have the weird, a bunch of murderous psychos that don't give a fuck and are actively trying to dismantle the camera unit society, and a good way to do that is fucking with the Masquerade. But then there's also tacticians that are like, hey, so the Second Inquisition got some, like, fucking robot
0: dogs with laser guns. They've literally started nuking vampires.
2: Yeah, like, full on... What if, what if we uh, put a drone in the sky and we're just dropping like hellfire missiles and shit? And the sabat, unfortunately, because they're so loud, yeah. uh,
0: have been hit really hard. And that is what has gotten the sabat to where they are now, where they are, as I put it. Um, while the Sabbat is full of murder frothing at the mouth killers, um, they haven't been able to successfully give up the ghost that most human society doesn't know vampires exist, even after centuries of mm-hmm. them being frothing at the mouth killers who don't really respect the masquerade except for their own safety.
2: Yeah, it's maintaining the masquerade has its tactical advantages.
0: Yeah, um, Actually, that's kind of what I have here. Because mm. um, they tend to use hit and run tactics. You know, a pack of them will run in attack a Camarilla event or something and those who don't die run and hide again mm-hmm. so if some if people were to look into that and find it they're more likely to find out about the Camarilla fuckers that they attacked than they are to find about the random kidnappies who charged a building and blew up mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh they also are big fans of slow deceptions, destroying the Camarilla from within, um, working as undercover cells, which leads the ones that are like intelligent to be even more stealthy and therefore even more maintaining the masquerade because they're hiding from other vampires as well.
2: Yeah. And then those in the Sabbat that will infiltrate Anarch territories and try to recruit from there, having people that are going to go in and be like, yeah, no, we want to maintain the masquerade, like going in and doing the, Yeah, we can be reasonable. But don't you want to fuck shit up? Mm -hmm. And then, you know. Aren't you mad? Aren't you mad? You mad? You want to fix it? Some of those, the workforces, are (laughs) the same that burn crosses. Oh, no. Uh. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, so with the recent shakeup of the sabat, though, uh, many have, the more intelligent have left for the Cam or the Anarchs. For some reason, someone saw something, but... um, what has left are a lot of the fanatics and madmen. Um, so, what's keeping them from blowing the se- the big secret? I think this is more one of those things that's left intentionally dark about what's actually going on with their structure and mm-hmm. what they're up to, um, because they are intended more as like a big bad for the setting than a villain group. Then uh, you're supposed to play these guys. I think you can kind of adapt, find an answer to that. But if you are running a Sabat campaign, you know, what is keeping one of the guys who can at least like speak in full sentences to walk up and be like, hey, everybody, vampires exist. Prove it. They're all over New York. Come get us in New York. And then leaving.
2: Yeah, just walking up to some poor weather guy that's stuck in a storm and just grabbing his mic being like, hey, you guys should really check out the penthouse on 74th. All right, bye.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that that could be a really fucking terrifying way to start messing with people in the city even if it's not directly happening to your players them just seeing that go on around them is terrifying if you are running an inc a city where the inquisition and now literally the Sabbat are selling camaria members out to the inquisition is kind of a, like a oh fuck yeah <laughs> and you're the, and you're the little guy on the totem pole who's just like I just wanted, like, drink blood and go to goth raves.
2: <laughs> I just wanted to fuck bitches and make stacks. This is
0: bullshit. <laughs> I was on my grind set, and, and then these liberals come and ruin it. For oh, it.
2: <laughs> oh, God, though. Uh, like, uh, a Sabbat guy who's basically doing the equivalent of, like, Q drops. Yeah, but against other... But for yeah.
0: vampires. Yeah,
2: and and other supernaturals.
0: Literally, you could just, like adrenochrome conspiracies mm-hmm. but it's vampires and they're actually doing it yeah
2: just just somebody go on to like the local public radio like conspiracy hour at 2 a.m and call in and just be like oh yeah prince or so-and-so whatever the name of the prince is is actually a secret Rothschild," and then just leave yeah mm-hmm. that would be enough to start a trail of bullshit
0: yeah that's the masquerade is interesting because it is very obvious stuff like that to like yeah literally just people investigating you for a regular ass crimes might end up bringing a masquerade breach when they look too deeply into you mm-hmm. that's a good way to fuck with more powerful or more rich characters who like they don't have any you know abilities that are like masquerade breachy you know they have things like dominate and whatnot but you have a paper trail <laughs> And you've yeah. been buying a lot of blood.
2: Oh, God. Yeah, it can even be something as simple as an older, more powerful kindred in the city says something fucked up at a restaurant or something and somebody happens to catch it on a cell phone. There are whole communities of people who uh, investigate people who do fucked up racist or sexist things in public to get them outed. That could be it. You could just have somebody from like 1850 just fuck up on their phrasing and just say the wrong thing because of old timey racism is fucked up. And somebody catches on film, and now they're just, like, on TikTok with thousands of nerds with nothing better to do with their time Trying than to, to dig through it. all of your shit. Yeah. To dox you.
0: Terrifying. Gross. Right. <laughs> Which, um... I think that leads mm. completely into my next section, too. Well, yeah. I
1: actually was just thinking about it, and I think a lot of the reason that Sabat are kind of hard to catch for the Second Inquisition, the ones that are left, is because like, they're always described as like roving packs at this point. And I feel like if they're consistently on the move, too,
0: that's going to be... That helps. Yeah. It's
2: very guerrilla tactics. Right, yeah. right.
0: And I think there are still some... There has to be still some highly intelligent people in that group leading things mm-hmm. um so even if the packs are roving and doing blast i know you told me like your favorite um sabat movie is uh what is it 30 days, days a night, night mm-hmm. where they like show up at a town and completely destroy it But it's a town in Alaska that literally no other humans can get to for months out of the year, basically. Mm -hmm. And so by the time people get there, they're like, oh, everyone died. Dang. Yeah. And the vampires can walk through the dark, through the snow for a couple days and be fine. Yeah.
2: And there's still big as much as we are all interconnected with the Internet, there's still big chunks of the planet that you could very feasibly just walk into decimate everything and everyone and fuck off. Yeah. And no one would know for days. I was right. actually
0: watching a recent video. I believe it was Linus Tech Tips mm-hmm. to credit it. But um, they were talking about pirate internet mm-hmm. in different countries. And it's really interesting because they're like countries like North Korea where mm-hmm. literally it's illegal to have like Western films. And it's a bigger crime depending on what country the film is. Like, Mm -hmm. if you get caught with an Indian film, it's like a slap on the wrist. If you get caught with, like, a Marvel movie, it's like, oh, you're going to jail for a long time kind mm. of thing. But they actually have, like, pirate internets where people will sell hard drives and be like, here's a chunk of the internet. Oh. Wild. Um and that yeah. that's true in um cuba mm-hmm. where cuba is starting to open its own its country to the internet and building that infrastructure out but beforehand when they didn't allow it for a multitude of reasons they um had people there were some military bases i believe that had internet mm-hmm. and there were people who were able to build these basically pirate internet where they would run wires like over rooftops to different houses and that mm-hmm. and would siphon internet like out of like important like military bases and stuff like that that did have internet because it was just you could get over a phone line or anything so they would connect these houses together with phone lines i love that and then they had they had things like the monthly backpack Mm -hmm. which is where like essentially someone would come back with like a backpack full of dvds or whatever and you could literally just buy that month's chunk of movies or media or whatever Hmm. but again i guess what the point i'm trying to get at is that like As an American, like, it's hard to imagine because I believe internet coverage in the United States is, like, 90%. Whereas worldwide, it's, like, 60% of the population-wise. In the U.S., it's
2: weird because we kind of had the bias of being in a urban center and dealing with a lot of that kind of stuff. If we go, like, four hours south in our own state, there are definitely pockets of just Indiana where... There's barely phone lines still, just because there's not enough population to uh, justify the major companies to put lines out that far. Yeah. So even within the United States, I still think there are sizable pockets of communities where if a bot pack wanted to go in, just massacre everybody and then fuck off, no one would know.
0: No, but that's what I'm saying. That's still, I would say, population wise, like 90% of the US population has access to the internet. Yeah. Even but if it's 90%, like... e- but I would say like 70% live in like those major urban centers. Yeah. So that, that's a statistic I'm guessing at that 70%. But yeah. even if that, and then you have like the suburbs and like the people who have like satellite internet and stuff, that's still a big chunk of the population. Yeah.
2: Like we, we in the U S have this interesting problem of, uh, it's not profitable to run mail to every address in the country. That's why we have the U S postal service. But because certain parties in our country are trying to cut the fucking USPS, uh, there are chunks of our country that are just not going to have mail service if that were to drop. So it's like they can't get packages, they can't get bills, they can't send shit, hmm. and they're so far out that they also do not have internet half the time. They don't have reliable phone lines, like they're in the hollers,
0: right, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, and then you have like p- place, you know, places like Appalachia or mm-hmm. where they do have bigger communities. And those communities are still, like, pretty separate from, mm-hmm. like, technology and that sort of it's thing. Because they're hard to get to.
1: And, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and I guess what I'm trying to say that, though, is, like, na- that's 90% of the U.S. population, yeah. whereas 60% of the world population only has mm-hmm. access to it. There's whole countries that don't have good or much internet access. There's countries like... Where outside it's like, outside of major cities, yeah. Yeah. Where there's countries where, like, you know, maybe, like, the royals or the... Uh, political class has internet and like the day-to-day civilian class doesn't there's outside of the u.s it's much easier for the spot to do their thing but um that does get into my next point yes which is the masquerade has gotten harder and harder as time goes you know modern nights modern struggles um which goes back to you talked about the anarchs who are like the masquerade will not hold let's prepare Mm -hmm. um i think it's clear there's like a timeline of that kind of happening Like in medieval times, it's much easier if observed, you know, you knock off a peasant or two and go about your day. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, we don't have CSI level science and video cameras everywhere. Um, The advent of cameras, communication technology, video cameras, TV news, the internet, live streaming. It's literally getting harder and harder and harder every day. Even if you go back to like the nineties when old world Mm -hmm. to now. 30 years later the stuff that's happening in those books and novels in the 90s as them being cautious would be insane to try and do in modern nights yeah <laughs> like in the 90s in like this the dark superhero era like running across r- jumping across rooftops and stuff like the likelihood that anyone would catch that on camera low you know security cameras aren't facing the roofs they're facing down um there might be people you know looking up but they might catch a glimpse of that now there's just like you assume everything's being filmed at all times
2: yeah and even then the resolution on cameras weren't great so you could at least like hide in the pixelation
0: yeah go look at like old ufo videos it's, it's why ufos were believable in the 90s
2: like 80s and 90s there's a lot of like oh my god aliens and it's like just the pixels were bad
0: <laughs> yeah i ha- I hate to break it to people um but it it's becoming more and cl- more clear every day that ufos have and always ha- will have been a u.s government led ops to just cover up their experimental aircraft for the most part no or, they
1: have aliens it's disclosed that's true <laughs> um i think the funniest thing i've
0: researched lately and found is like if you look up uh i think it was tom from mm-hmm. blink 182 who became a tv aliens guy mm-hmm. if you look into the company uh he ran and all the talking heads on them every single one was fx cia agents yeah no shit it- it's just really funny just like how they're all like Yes, and the aliens come from another dimension. And then it's just like CIA intelligence retired. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah.
2: I mean, I guess I would rather the CIA be doing that as opposed to like killing government officials in South America. So you know, progress, I guess. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I just questionable.
0: Think... Yeah, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's
0: my favorite bit of mm-hmm. like American mythology. But I, I think you can extrapolate to like the vampire thing. Whereas like it was much easier, like you said, for them to hide in the pixels and be like, mm-hmm. oh, clearly that f- there's that footage just isn't very good. He didn't use a power. The The camera glitched.
2: Right. Well, you can also even uh, flip it and reverse it and feed the crazies and being like, look at this guy.
0: Yeah. The Alex Jones where yeah. kind of thing where it's like, oh, I think it kind of works as a filter where it's just like, oh, you believe in that? And my opinion of you sinks." kind of filter where it's like, oh, you believe in vampires? Yeah. Good uh, job.
2: I could see there being vampires who specialize in the masquerade being kind of the kind of guys that are like, okay, we're going to have a couple of fucking wackadoos like a couple of like the Ancient Aliens guys or Ancient Apocalypse guys, and like we're gonna give them funding and a budget to make one documentary, or one docu series, and then the mortals are gonna be so busy yelling at each other about this shit that's clearly fake
0: that when our shit shows up, it's gonna have that same credibility level. I think this gives me an idea for our next clan series when we come up with characters. Oh,
2: <laughs>
0: cool! I used to make a spin yeah. documentary. We'll kinda, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. guy used to do Shreknet. And now he's like, "Well, I have all this info. Nice.
2: I have this all these networks and connections. Well, I might
0: I, as well use them. I can't be on camera, but I can be on radio.
2: <laughs> but yeah, this is kind of also just uh, you can get into some interesting social commentary stuff with your games about the fact that we basically live in a panopticon society. Yeah, we absolutely do. Hello, Michel Foucault. We are back at your bullshit again. Hooray! Yay! <laughs> um,
0: yeah, and I think and I think another thing about it is I, we live in an era where I think more people are considered credible. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, again, we go back to medieval, like dark ages times um, where it was like, don't be observed by someone respected enough to not be declared mad or to be declared consorting with devils to which you will be outed as a vampire. Whereas like, you know, a peasant sees something weird and tells someone and then the priest is like, well, you need to pray about this. You need an exorcism. You need to cleanse your soul because the devils are after you. Whereas if the priest sees it, There is evil afoot, and we will cleanse you. So, yeah, there's a lot more where it's like everyday person catches someone on camera. It doesn't matter if he's a prince or a pauper, you're fucked because it's on TikTok now.
2: Yeah, man, I miss the days of maintaining the masquerade when it was like the 1800s. You can just blame it on hysteria and just some hot lady would get jerked off by a doctor. (laughs) Yeah, those were good days. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm not wrong.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) Just, oh,
2: she saw some crazy shit and is crying and won't be, like, stop complaining about it. Eh, just give her a quick handy, it's fine. Yeah.
0: Whereas nowadays, it's like, oh, yeah, don't get caught doing anything slightly inhuman by the near-infinite grid of surveillance that has permeated the whole of our world.
2: Yeah. Well, there's also just ways of maintaining it now where you could kind of almost lean into it, because we do have the, like, quote-unquote like professional vampire people. Yeah. And, like, goth has gotten to be such a it, it cycles through being trendy, and we're kind of in a big goth being trendy again
0: phase. Yeah. I, I also was going to say, like, you know, mm-hmm. we have things like cosplay and makeup sciences have gotten, and like special effects makeup mm-hmm. has gotten so sophisticated that you'll see like something that would have blown your mind in a movie in 1993, just walk down the street now and be like, oh, wow. Fashion. That's very neat. Um, Dang, Boots the house down, mama. yeah slay so it's more it makes things easier for people like maybe the gangrel or the uh nosferatu where the nosferatu are inherently scary to look at but if a picture of you leaks someone can be like oh this must be from a horror movie Uh,
2: well and also just like depending on how your mutation manifests with nosferatu you could just lean into it and just be like yeah i'm really into the body modification community because there's like what what the fuck's that guy's name is he like the Black Alien Project, the Human Alien Project. I don't
0: know if you've seen him. I've seen, yeah. He's got,
2: like, full blackout tattoos on oh, his yeah. face, and he's gotten... He re- I saw a photo of him recently where he's had subdermal implants so that his forehead's more protruding out, so it has more of, like, the gray alien shape, and he's got implants on the jawline and chin, and he's got his nose hacked off. It's it's giving... It's giving very Voldemort.
0: <laughs> yeah, he ate on that one.
2: He did. Um. So, you know, eh. Or, you know, just be one of those, I am a professional sideshow performer. Yes. Like the the, the lizard guy with all the puzzle pieces, tattoos. Yeah. He was, like He's really cool. Yeah, he
0: was on that one episode of the X-Files Yeah, about, about the sideshow. Yeah, I went to the Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. They have a whole section dedicated to, like, sideshow, mm-hmm. uh, his sideshow collection. But you go upstairs and they have, like, actual sideshow artists like oh, cool. doing shows. They had, like, prof- a couple professional guys in there. Like, I watched a guy hang a bucket full of heavy bolts mm-hmm. uh, from his eyelids and like oh, swung them around and then Hell he did yeah. the trick where he put the power drill like through his nostrils into the back of his dude, head dude the and human out.
2: blockhead like, acts are really impressive mm-hmm.
0: yeah like there are ways around it um, so I think we're getting up to my final way to wrap how to view the masquerade for your games mm-hmm. in that sorry if this gets a little heavy but it kind of sets the vibe for all of kindred society this being the number one rule in my opinion, makes the only real rule, don't get caught. When it comes to every other uh, rule that the Camarea may impose, the real rule is don't get caught. If the number one rule is don't get caught, when they tell you not to do something on someone else's domain, it also means don't get caught doing something else on someone else's domain. Don't get caught siring... um, Another vampire without permission. Don't get caught using powers in Elysium. Yes. Mm. It's pretty pervasive. Um, and this is where it gets a little heavy, though. If being yourself becomes essentially outlawed by societal law, When would you ever be honest? If you're someone who is inherently a masquerade breach, like some of the clans we talked about, I think specifically Salubri is a really, really good example. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. You can put a beanie on. But I mean, if someone sees your third eye, I think that's really, you know, you can't just add eyes to people. Um, Wow. You could add... Okay, Skipper, you can add eyes to people. (laughs) Um, But again, that would still be a masquerade breach. Yeah, Um, zamizzi doing anything to anyone is kind of a masquerade (laughs) but um i guess for the point why i'm getting at is it does um, dominate (laughs) true yeah if your pure existence is hidden from everyone around you deception becomes how you exist in the law of the land i think this is a really good way to explore many different themes and versions of otherness Um, happy
2: pride
0: Yep, this is a Pride episode. (laughs)
2: Secret Pride episode, everyone! Hell yeah! (laughs) It doesn't
0: have to just be Pride, though. There are different, all these different vampires who have different ways that make them Mm. breaches. I mean, we did the whole blood libel. It could be just the family you happen to come from. It could be the color of the skin. It could be your religious beliefs. It could be Mm -hmm. a lot of different things. I think it's a really good way to explore otherness in a way that makes everyday existence for certain people illegal.
2: Yeah, and basically, that is a, I think, a good discussion to have at session zero with players and storytellers to be like, how intense is maintaining the masquerade going to be for this chronicle? Because you can kind of calibrate the game to be a little, it's a little superhero-ish where it's like, I mean, you can you can do some shenanigans as long as you have like a basic general idea of how it's going to get covered. You can kind of hand wave some shenanigans and like, that's fine. That's the vibe of your game. Cool. Yeah, some people might like getting into the minutia of exploring, like how cybersecurity affects and intersects with how we're all engaging with each other. So some people might get really technically intense on X, Y, and Z, and be hacking ring cameras and all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, just make sure everybody's aware of like how intense this is going to be for your game, because it's gonna it's gonna suck when you're expecting a what we do in the shadows game and then you show up and it's Minority Report
0: yeah yeah i think that's also something that you can kind of plan around your setting like if you want something a little lighter don't set your game in new york maybe set your game in new england like the smaller more suburban or rural you get the less important these ideas become there's less security cameras there's less security guards I think Mm -hmm. not that they're non-existent, of course, but if you're running a game like in the suburbs, like ring cameras and stuff exist, but you know, there's not like a lot of 12 cameras inside the gas station. There's like two.
2: Yeah. I've, I've gotten into some really interesting logistics on masquerade stuff in running just Chicago because you do have the uh, security theater between, the south side and the rest of the city because of, you know, redlining. And then also just the way the Chicago PD has set up their cameras for monitoring the city. It's actually one of the most, like, surveilled cities in the United States. Yeah, it's, it's on crazy. the
0: same levels as, like, the UK. Yeah,
2: oh, uh, yeah. Playing any vampire game in the UK, I'm just like, good fucking luck. Like, fuck. But uh, but if you actually look at the at least the publicly available maps for uh, the various cameras, and they also have recording equipment that will alert police for, like, gunfire...
0: Yeah, we had one of those come up mm-hmm. in one of our episodes, or one of our personal games. I think. Yeah, I brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think people set off fireworks to set those off.
2: Yeah, so that's it's actually
0: like why they removed them from Indianapolis. Too many guns and fireworks. Well, fireworks are legal in Indiana, mm-hmm. which means that the cops are constantly showing off to be like, "Oh, a kid shot off a firework," so they just turned off all the gun alerts systems for the most yeah. part.
2: Yeah, mm. and I've lived in rougher parts of Indianapolis where I am aware of the fact that certain folks will. Set off a lot of fireworks around the time they're planning a gun involved assault to kind of throw cops off, which is uncomfy. But like, eh, I, <laughs> I don't end up in those problems, so it's one of those like, I wish we weren't having to do this. But maybe if we had the infrastructure that didn't involve people having to resort to crime to survive, this wouldn't be a problem. Bing, bing. Yeah, because I mean, if yeah, you could have cities set up where. Uh, the vampires are realizing, oh, if we actually invest in social safety nets, there would be less crime and therefore less surveillance and it masquerade would be easier for us to maintain. Yeah. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd have to be like a moral vampire. Then, well, like... no,
2: no, you're, it's not even moral. It's like literally a survival thing where you're like, look, I'm not saying we're gonna like fix all of society. We just need to like make sure that I have my claws in the city infrastructure to make sure I can control the budget. Mm, all right. <laughs> so it's like a it might be like, oh, that seems moral. And I'm like, not really. They're not being nice because they're like altruistic. They're doing because they're like, look, it's easier to do this than the other. I thing. can. It's easier for me to do my business if there's less fucking cops and there's right. less fucking cops if I have X, Y and Z things handled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I'm not paying to house the homeless because I give a fuck. I'm doing it because if there's less homeless people on the streets, there's less likely to be problems. So therefore, I can do what the fuck I want to do.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's selfish to help your community. Um, It it can be. Yeah. I mean that. (laughs) Quite literally. I mean that as a, uh, what's a good way to put it? Encouraging. Go do it. Go do Um,
2: it. It's cheaper. It's cheaper to house the homeless than let them be there. Anyways, uh, I'm getting off my soapbox, everyone. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) um, I guess that gets us to, do we have any final thoughts? We're about that time. I know, like I mentioned, I do think that this could have gone into, and I do want to cover more on the Inquisition, the second Inquisition. Those both could be their own series. I would love to do an episode or two on ShrekNet. I think the Sabbat could be their own.
2: Yeah, there's. I know we have a small list of things that we wanted to get further into that we've covered. Like, we did a 101. It's now time for a 201. But in terms of the masquerade, it is literally in the title of the game. It's very fundamental to your gameplay. I find the way that different games and storytellers like to handle masquerades in various cities to be very interesting, and I enjoy engaging with that shit, but it's also something that really is going to set the tone for your story and your table, so just, you know, talk about how you're handling it.
0: It's, some, it's definitely also a core to setting up a city and giving that city its identity is how it handles the masquerade and what it considers the masquerade, like... John and I played in a game that took place in Canada. Mm-hmm. And in that city, like, you couldn't kill people even if you were feeding. That was verboten. And, like, oh, you want a gun? Good luck. Whereas, like, yeah. we've played games that were taken place in the Chicago, Indianapolis region. And it was like, eh, we had at least a body per episode, essentially, per, yeah. game, per session. game
2: But it's also like... <sighs> The, just the crime, just vaguely looking at like the crime solve rates and the murder rates in those areas. It's like I kept a little tracker where it's like, okay, if the crime rate and the solve rate is X, that roughly translates to this many people's before you're gonna get noticed. So I just kept track of how many bodies you left, and then after you crossed so many people, I would bump up the rating for the second Inquisition in the background. Hmm. Uh you guys got some interesting play. You guys. We're smart enough that it never quite got to the problem where I was like, I now have to start sending federal agents.
0: No, but I have- We
1: disposed of most of the bodies.
0: Well, I also put I think. M- points into having a special, like an un- a guy in the second inquisition who was informing me. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, he. I would I would roll for him to lower your things in the background. I did a lot of rolling in the background I never told you guys about, just to be like, how bad are they fucking up?
0: Yeah, that was-, that was <sighs> That's when I play Ellis, the guy who owned the country club. And he literally was like, as a country club owner, I need an FBI agent or just someone on the inside to like cover what we're doing. Make no. sure they don't look into the country club. And then the dots rose and he became a, uh, oh, we'll make sure the second Inquisition covers up.
2: <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is not worth the resources and time. But yeah, like I, I've i written a, a thin blood character who is a uh, crime scene lab tech and they're literally just put in there by the Camarilla to be like, we need you to change the data to make sure that we don't show up on court records and testify that, yep, that's what the data says, hmm. even though you changed it. Like, you could have whole sectors of your city where, like, that's what the thin bloods do that are allowed in the city or, like paralegals and county clerks and people that are stuck doing middle management jobs just to, like, maintain the masquerade because of
0: the dumb fuck shenanigans
2: being done by the other vampires
0: in the city? <laughs> They're clearly set in their ways in Olden's, uh, Religious if they haven't realized that uh, thin bloods may be their most powerful tool against the second inquisition by being able to have someone who can just walk in the sun and say i'm just gonna put this this case file way in the back and we'll forget about that and i'm gonna keep shuffling these cases to the back and we should look into this one instead mm-hmm. and then standing in the sun be like i can't be a vampire it's like what that's crazy like like bro that's crazy. Like, I like, shoot I, me. I died. It's like, bro.
2: I literally ran the test. Like, look at the chart. Look at the chart. Yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah, like I think you just need to drink water and go home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> take a deep breath, Greg. Yeah.
2: Take take a deep breath, Greg. You're
1: four days from retirement. You don't got to pick up this
2: case. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! That's how the. Greg is the vampire versions of Boblin the Goblin. And they're just like, oh, no, he's going to
0: die. I I know we've watched it a couple times as a joke. Mm -hmm. um, But we will have to cover the original um, Kindred uh, TV show. Mm. Was the full title? Kindred the... Kindred the Embraced. The Embraced. That's what it is. There is literally like a whole character who's basically whole position is he goes into the morgue and is like, we're just going to hide these things. We're just going to not for my memory, bro. You could
2: have a, honestly though, that would be a good corner of power in the market for the Hikata. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Of like not only running funeral homes, but also running uh, like the morgues and like the County coroner positions and just being like, nah, we got this on lock by the way, the you better pay us. Otherwise, some things might get out.
0: And by things, we mean these zombies we have in coolers. Or <laughs> that could be even a cool, like, Bono Hakim character who's like, my idea of justice is solving these murders, and I'm going to do it forensically. Honestly, that would be pretty sick.
1: Or you could get a little Sombra who's, uh, what's his what's his name? Gets rid of the bodies in uh, John Wick.
2: Oh, shit, Yeah.
1: Essentially a losamra that does that, that just is like, and Oblivion, and Oblivion, and Oblivion. <laughs> just
0: what, what if I take this these body corpses and put oblivion? it somewhere else? Yeah. Or meats who's just like, and that doesn't look like it was <laughs> attacked by a monster. It looks like they yeah. were stabbed by a knife. Eh. I like that. Does flesh warping work on a dead corpse? I don't I, I remember. Assume would don't if, remember. I, I assume it would on some level if um like people could you can graft an arm to yourself. You'd yeah. have to get that arm from somewhere unless you're immediately removing it and plugging it in as quick as I possible. I mean a lot of the time that's kind of how it works, but
2: it could be if if it is something they could do, it might end up being something that's expensive, which would make them a very valuable asset and therefore something you could strong arm as a character to be like, well, I mean I do very specialized in technical work, so I think
0: You'll I'm entitled
2: to, anymore, to but... more of a domain, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, there's a news that meets power ad, corpse grinder. And your <laughs> your abilities <laughs> apply to corpses yes. instead that's good of uh, living.
2: I mean that could also just be like a whole sector of the tremere even in your city where it's just like Well, uh, it's it's basically crime scene investigation cleanup. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just using magic to cover up crimes.
2: Yeah, because it's like, well, not only have we obliterated the DNA, we've obliterated it on, like, a cosmic level. (laughs) So, like, nothing happened.
1: You know, I like the idea of putting together a coterie that's just clean up. Cleanup crew with all these guys, <laughs> like a
0: Tremere, Zemeets, and yeah. a, it's, it's and literally like a Bana Hakeem who's just like, "We're gonna solve the crime and then cover it up, yep. and oh, then oh we God. will uh, take care of the person who committed the crime." Right, right. It's
2: Vampire Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'd play the fuck out of that. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> I also just like street level stories. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know, I could go fight God. But I got, like, a four o'clock that I got to go, like, take care of. And, you know, I may have found something that allows me to blackmail one of the primogen now.
0: Plots. Yay. Plots. I do Plots like and schemes. I really like that. Someone run that game for us. Please. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the spoons right now to be running a game. Somebody,
0: somebody help me. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, I think that I think that's a good <laughs> summation of the masquerade. The masquerade. It's it's important. Please do not snitch on yourself or your homies. Yeah. If
2: you see somebody shoplifting, no the fuck you didn't.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. So, uh, thanks Paralyzed, for the music. The music is good. Yeah. It is good. Um and go check out World I Hate. Uh mm-hmm. it's uh Hal's new band he does. Vocals, lyrics are—it's hardcore, but the lyrics are very intellectual. intellectual um, they, they big brain words. Yeah, he's he's smart boy. He get a he has that brain. Yeah. He put that brain to use. But uh, yeah, go check out World of Hate. Um, you can also go check out us. We're on Twitter at blank underscore bodies, Instagram at blank bodies pod, same. Uh, we're at TikTok at blank bodies podcast. We're at Tumblr at blank bodies pod um and we have a patreon uh like i said at the beginning like special thanks to everyone who has helped us so far it's gotten our show upgraded a lot we have so all new equipment now basically at this point we've been able to like soundproof the room we're looking into some more things but like the support is super appreciated and it really helped us a lot we have gen con coming up which i mean that support us super getting into that that's going to be really cool um so i just want to take a second and thank everyone who's supported us so far because it really made a big difference for us and our show and we want to keep growing with you guys we might actually be somewhat
2: professional now looking at the pile of merch that we're putting together for gen con
0: yeah we will have some surprise stuff for people show up to gen con um hell yeah and we may figure out how to get it past there from there but one step at a time and if you're interested in joining and giving us some that support we have a five dollar discord title and you get some into the discord chat just for patrons where i tend to ask questions when i'm writing scripts that i'm like what do you guys want to hear about i did research too much which what part does this sound good about those kind of last minute questions when i'm paring things down also trying to
2: share more sources for things in the patreon chat
0: yeah, there's a there's a bunch of cool. There's people who've like offered to run games just for patrons in there. Really cool. Um, you know, 10 bucks you can vote on polls. Uh, we're working on getting all of our scripts and show notes put up onto the Patreon. That's going to be available. Um, there's a $25 title or $25 title where you get all the previous, plus you get a character sketch, um, black and white from Sarah. If you do it for a full year, you get a color sketch as well. Uh, we also have a $100 blood tier and a $1,000 corn tier. Corn tub. Corn tub. Yeah, it's, it's corn tub, not just the corn tier. Um... <laughs> Though, I guess if somebody wants to give us
1: $1,000 to buy specifically corn, we that... can buy $1,000 <laughs> worth of corn.
0: We could uh... donate that to, like a food bag. Yeah, or yeah. animal shelter or something. Yeah. yeah. Animals eat corn, right? Yeah. Some do. People do. People are a type of animal. True. Chickens I like eat corn. corn. Jimmy crack corn.
2: I don't care. Um
0: <laughs> and if you're on the Patreon and of the voting tier, I'm gonna be doing a poll soon for the Nosferatu bonus episode. I've been trying to decide what to cover. And I think the poll coming up Monday is gonna be Would you rather hear me? talk about Hunchback of Notre Dame, Nosferatu, or Phantom of the Opera, and uh, how it vibes with the Nosferatu. So that, I can hardly wait to see the fights that spring up between the fans of those three.
2: Fight, fight, fight,
1: fight, masquerade! fight, fight,
0: Piper faces
1: on parade,
0: <laughs> masquerade. Uh, Uh, Yeah. So thanks again for everyone who has supported us. Um, I also do an interview series. If you haven't checked it out last week, I did a really cool interview with one of the writers of the new Mind's Eye Theater for V5 book. Um, The By Night Studios folks are chill as fuck. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Hooray. Um, but if you'd like to join us on there, you can hit us up at blankbodies at gmail.com. I would love to hear about the game you're working on, or your stream, or um, your vampire erotica novels, or whatever tickles your fancy that you're working on. If you're making a horror movie, if you're in a cool goth band, I don't care. Cosplay, I'll LARP.
1: If you're a real vampire, hit us
2: up. We're working on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're not starting a cult. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. So I guess my f- thanks and thanks for getting us to 50 fucking episodes. Oh my God. 50 fucking
2: episodes. Ayo.
0: Woot woot. That's pretty freaking cool, guys. We're
2: doing a thing. And d- d- people like it? I assume people like
1: it. I think so.
2: I don't. Think... Hell yeah. If I you, haven't it... gotten
1: any death threats yet, so.
2: Shockingly, we haven't yet. Considering yeah. the shenanigans of things we have said. Yeah.
1: Fuck Christopher Columbus. He fucked a manatee.
0: <laughs> he did.
1: All right, bye. bye. Probably some goats. <laughs> and children. Uh, oh.
0: That's not a That's, that's not fun. That's the note we're ending on, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> 50 episodes. Christopher Columbus was a pedophile, thanks.
2: Yeah. Have
0: a good evening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.
1: Mwah. What is wrong with us?
2: <laughs> I I it, it is it is Indigenous Heritage Month as well as Pride. Fuck Christopher